to those eager to do what it takes to create a world with more civility, compassion, compromise, and common sense. Introduction My first book, Politics Beyond Left and Right, A Guide for Creating a More Unified Nation, which was written in 2016 and published in 2017, was a call for nonpartisan leadership from a federal government that is more fiscally responsible and more socially accepting. The government, I believe, our founders envisioned, and the one we need in order to become a more unified nation. It was also a call for our elected representatives in Washington to adopt what I call a centrist approach. As centrists like some of the ideas from the Democratic side of the aisle, and some from the Republican side, and do not feel either party has a lock on all the good ideas. Unfortunately, it seems my call has fallen upon deaf ears. First, our federal government has not become more fiscally responsible. Even before the COVID-19 pandemic, our federal government continued to run up deficits and debt despite a roaring economy. When our nation operates with an annual deficit, it means our elected representatives spend more than the revenue it brings in each year from the taxation of we the people. And this will continue with the current administration's plans for more stimulus and other initiatives. Our national debt has gone from $19 trillion to over $28 trillion when you include what is owed to the federal trust funds. And this debt does not include the unfunded liabilities for Social Security and Medicare that dwarf this number. This has put our nation on a dangerous path that will put our children and all future generations in financial peril, unless something is done soon, contrary to what those who support modern monetary theory say. David Walker, the former Comptroller General of the United States, says that modern monetary theory is based on a new and unproven macroeconomic theory that the United States can borrow as much as it wants as long as it borrows in dollars and inflation is under control. Followers of this theory believe that the United States cannot go broke because more money can just be printed. If this were the case, why would anyone buy our government bonds? I would not. Given that higher interest rates and inflation are likely in our future, I support fiscal responsibility, not modern monetary theory. Second, our nation has not become more socially accepting. Particularly concerning to me is the racial divide we are experiencing. It has been growing now for well over a decade, and racism is at the worst level I have seen since the 1960s. It is time for our nation to set a plan in motion to solve the racial divide and create the more perfect union our founders envisioned. The root of the problem can be traced back to the period just following the Civil War, a time known as Reconstruction. After much research, I am convinced that had the leaders of our country during and shortly after Reconstruction adhered to our Constitution, our nation would not have the racial divide it has today. Because the repercussions are still affecting America, I believe that not adhering to our Constitution during this critical period in the U.S. history is America's biggest mistake. This non-adherence set a bad precedent that gave the false impression to future leaders that it is permissible not to adhere to our Constitution when it does not meet their personal beliefs and agenda. Since our Constitution is the supreme law of the land, it is illegal not to adhere to it, and not doing so has had grave consequences, particularly for people of color. 
Some people may say that the hideous institution of slavery, an extreme form of racism, is America's biggest mistake. And I can see why they would say that. Sadly, slavery had been around for thousands of years before the United States of America was formed in 1776. And as you will learn, it could not have been eliminated immediately without risking the formation of our Union. Fortunately, our Constitution was ratified in 1787, and it put slavery on a path toward extinction. Unfortunately, it was a slow path and was not eliminated until the 13th Amendment to our Constitution was ratified in 1865. Racism, however, never stopped. And I believe that when our country's leaders at that time did not use the death pill of racism, adherence to the Constitution, it was an even bigger mistake than slavery, because racism is still haunting our nation today. Many of these so-called leaders were blinded by a misguided belief that they were superior to black people, and this superiority complex grew into hate. One evil and destructive trait led to another. Harvard professor Jill Lepore ended her book, These Truths, with the following warning to America from Reinhold Niebuhr, who some consider the most influential American theologian of the 20th century and was the author of the 1952 book, The Irony of American History. Quote, If we should perish, the ruthlessness of the foe would be only the secondary cause of the disaster. The primary cause would be that the strength of a giant nation was directed by eyes too blind to see all the hazards of the struggle, and the blindness would be induced not by some accident of nature or history, but by hatred and vainglory. End quote. It is time for America's blinders to come off, and for all of us to admit we still have social problems centered around superiority complexes and hate that need to be addressed. More than ever, it seems that our nation is divided by identification whether it is by race, religion, political beliefs, gender, or sexual orientation. The United States of America is better than that, and I am convinced our founders would be very disappointed with the conflict we have within our nation today. It is obvious that we are a nation in desperate need of more civility, compassion, compromise, and common sense, as these are the key ingredients needed to form a more perfect union. Now is the time for all Americans to do what is necessary for the common good of society. Now is the time to finally start following the principles that were eloquently stated in our Declaration of Independence and the laws that were established in our Constitution to carry out our Declaration's principles and promises. Now is the time to repair our divided nation. To put us on the right path, I think we should listen to the advice Rafiki gave his friends in the Disney movie The Lion King. One of his nuggets of wisdom was, quote, It doesn't matter. It's in the past. End quote. What a great message for reminding us that, for our mental health, we occasionally need to put things behind us and move on. This is true, but not when it comes to U.S. history. Rafiki's other nugget of wisdom is the one we the people need to pay attention to if we are ever going to overcome our nation's biggest mistake. Quote, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. End quote. Of course, Rafiki believed in learning from the past to make a better tomorrow. And this is what we Americans need to do if we are to create a society where everyone 
no matter the color of their skin, can enjoy a more peaceful and prosperous life. Unlike my first book, which dealt with possible solutions for a variety of current financial and social issues facing our nation, this one is more historical in nature, because when we take the time to understand the past, we are then in a better position to improve the present and the future. For a long time, it has been my belief that our educational system has hurt our society by not requiring students to obtain a deep understanding of our nation's founding, the Declaration of Independence, the U.S. Constitution, and what we Americans should expect, and maybe, more importantly, what we should not expect from our federal government. Our educational system has also hurt society by not covering in detail the embarrassing subjects of slavery, racism, and prejudice. I believe if it had, race relations would be much better today. When we ignore and run from the past, we do not acquire an understanding of nor an appreciation for those who came before us. We do not learn valuable lessons from their triumphs and their mistakes, and we do not become a more perfect union. After reading this book, I hope readers will have a better understanding of our Founders' beliefs, how the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution are inseparable and still relevant today, the negative impact racism has had on society, how deviating from our Founders' wishes has hurt our country, and how some of our country's past mistakes are still negatively impacting our nation today. At the end, I hope you will be as interested as I am in creating and implementing a plan to help those who have been most impacted by our country's past mistakes and giving them a chance at living a life with dignity, the state or quality of being worthy of honor or respect and having self-respect. Nitin Noria, the former dean of the Harvard Business School, said, quote, The single most important form of dignity is to feel economically self-reliant. End quote. If we are to create a more perfect union, we must make sure everyone has not only an opportunity to become economically self-reliant, but also a chance. Studies have shown that although children born into a poor household have an opportunity for success, they often do not have an equal chance for success. This is because they often have more obstacles to overcome, such as 1. Inability to get proper nourishment and health care. 2. Not having access to a high-quality education. 3. Living in a poor neighborhood where they are exposed to criminals, drug addicts, or kids who look down upon and threaten those who take school seriously. And 4. Growing up with a parent who may have lost faith in the ability to get ahead in the world and chooses to pass this negative attitude down to future generations. When this is the case, Direction from a good role model outside the home would be invaluable to a child. This could come from an adult relative or friend, local business person, a member of the clergy, or a teacher. To clarify, when I refer to having the chance of becoming economically self-reliant, I am not referring to the creation of huge wealth. Although there is nothing wrong with that, I am referring to the worthy and realistic goal of everyone having a chance to attain the career of one's desire a chance to live in the neighborhood of one's choosing, and a chance to live in a society where one feels safe from prejudice and physical harm. In order to give everyone a chance at becoming economically self-reliant, we as a nation need a plan to minimize the obstacles. It is time for all Americans to join together in closing our areas of division, 
and it must start with giving all students across the country access to a high-quality education so they can learn what it means to be an American and develop the skills and behaviors necessary to become a productive member of society. Sadly, there are some in society who do not want a more perfect union. Some continually try to keep the divide going by escalating conflicts rather than trying to solve them. These people are not to be trusted, as they are attempting to stay relevant and look out for their own interests. As Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, former basketball great, history buff, education advocate, and author of several books, said in his book, Writings on the Wall, quote, These conflicts are the result of fear and misunderstanding, often propagated by those looking for political or financial gain. End quote. When writing my first book, I was often asked, What made you decide to write a book? My answer was always, Anger and frustration with what is happening in our society, and I want to try to make a difference. I'm still angry and frustrated, and you should be too, if you yearn for a more peaceful and prosperous nation for all. I hope this journey into America's past will light a fire in you to do your part in helping America rise to its full potential. As you begin this book, one that I hope will play a role in moving us toward a more perfect union, please remember Abraham Lincoln's powerful words. Quote, a house divided against itself cannot stand. End quote. 